In this episode, we have Jody joining us, where we talk about his lack of communication, uh, his realization of his patterns, and how that affected his behavior, and how he was able to recognize his patterns to change his behavior for his future, and what that might look like for somebody else who's going through the same thing. So stay tuned. Hey guys, today we have Jody joining us for our podcast. So welcome to our mess. Um, and I'm just going to let Jody kind of take over to explain his him, himself a little bit. Cool. Thanks, Bailey. And thank you for having me on. Uh, so yeah, my name is Jody. And uh, when I saw Bailey reach out in a group that we're in, she was asking like, we're doing this podcast. It's like, we're sharing our mess and Bailey and her husband have been very open about like sharing what their messes have been, how they've grown and overcome and developed as people, as humans through it. And they were asking for volunteers and like immediately, like my, my hand shot up, my thumb went like crazy, like, yeah, I want to do this. So, um, so here we are. Uh, so my background is like, I'm currently a personal trainer, fitness trainer. I'm also a behavior change specialist and coach. And part of what inspired that was my journey of marriage and divorce. So I have three kiddos um, and I'm currently not married, uh, but I was back in like 2008 to about 2014. And so that's kind of what I'm here to talk about today is really how I showed up in marriage, how I, how I didn't show up in marriage as well. And then from there, just kind of share what I learned, like what my mess was and then I guess to share a little bit of a message of what I've learned and maybe even like what I would share with myself um, in this position, I'm 43 and like what I would have shared with myself back then at like 28, 29 when I first got married. So, yeah. 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 No, I think that's perfect. If you want to just start diving into your story, let's do it. Yeah, right on. So it actually goes back even before I got married. So in my 20s, like I joke about it now, and it's been coming up so much lately in my world with friends, like I was just kind of a man whore in my 20s. <laughs> and like, I just um, had a lot of fun relationships, just had a lot of fun, just like wiling, having fun going out and uh, partying and things like that. Um, had like uh, a lot of like small relationships that were like three to six months, had a couple of relationships in there where that were maybe a year, year and a half. Um, but the one thing that I noticed, like reflecting back on it all, especially when I got, when I was separated and I, my wife and I decided like, we're going to separate. And I got to that point of going through all these relationships and I got to this marriage. We had two kids together. I had my oldest son is from a, a previous relationship where I wasn't married. Um, again, part of that story. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, like, here's where I am. Um, I'm 33, 34, about to get divorced. I've got two kids. Like now I've got to worry about like child support for three kiddos, uh, making sure they're all taken care of. I was right in the middle of my, like starting my entrepreneur journey as well. So there was that on top of it. And I was like, huh, like I'm really, uh, I've really put myself in a pretty shitty position. Like <laughs> how did I get here? And I'd already started doing a little bit of personal development and coaching on my own over the previous two years. But at that point, like damage had been done, like things had been said, actions had been taken. And so really like the ship was already going down. But what I could do is like, just really reflect and go, okay, how did I get here? 
like what did like what was my path like really take a look at like and being personally responsible radically responsible and getting 100 percent honest with myself right and as i sat there and i thought about it i was like you know i've really been a relationship hopper like i would go from one relationship to the next and even if it was again a three or six months relationship, it was a year and a half, two year, like long committed relationship or a longer committed relationship. I never took the time to actually sit, be with the feelings that came up, the sadness, the grief. Maybe there was some actually some joy in closing the relationship. Um, never took the time to learn the lessons to like integrate and be like, like, what can I learn from this? How can I get better? What was the contribution and what were the gifts of these relationships, even though they're coming to a close, they're not, we're not continuing on. Um, so I never did that. And so meanwhile, I'm just like basically repeating pattern after pattern as I'm jumping from one person to another, like having fun, but at the same time, also like kind of hurting some people too, including myself. And so again, I'm sitting here on my couch, like in the basement, it's like 930 at night or something like that. We just gotten done having this conversation of like, this isn't working, is it? Like, nope, it isn't. Well, should we separate? Yeah, we should. And and then a couple of months later, deciding that it's just full-blown divorce. We're just not going to try and reconcile and, and get back together. And so looking back at all of that, there were so many different things that I like realize and I look at as I reflect on these experiences. And one of the biggest things was, Bailey, is that my communication was absolutely like, it was terrible, unwilling to have like crucial conversations, hard conversations. And when you get in a marriage, as I'm sure you've probably seen, like you get to have those conversations and like, they don't go away. Even if you don't have them, they just build and they fester and the energy's there. And it gets incredibly uncomfortable until something pops and you like blast off at each other and it just gets really ugly. And, uh, for us, it was like, we both did that. <clears throat> and for my part, it was like, there were just different things in the relationship that I just felt completely unhappy with, unfulfilled by. And, um, but, it was, but I didn't really have the capacity to like put that into words in a way that wasn't like, just going to start a complete blow up argument. I didn't have the, uh, like the emotional intelligence to really say, Hey, like, this is what's bothering me. Instead, it would come out as like, you fucking suck. And like, you're doing this. You're not doing this. I'm not getting the help. I'm not getting the support. And like all the things, you know, the blaming, the criticizing, the making her a villain and things like that. And then her like just going in defensive mode of like, whoa, bro, like, okay, like we're good. And then like to a point where she's like, oh no, gloves are off. Like I'm coming at you swinging. Yeah. And uh so like th those were some of the biggest things, like that was probably one of the biggest keys that I was, I reflected on after divorce and post-divorce of like, what do I get to change? What do I get to improve? And it really was like having tough conversations because I realized it wasn't even just in my marriage. It was in relationships in my jobs before I ended up leaving my jobs to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner and self-employed, um, not asking for things, not owning my voice not setting and or creating and holding firm boundaries and, and really just not asking for the things that I want, like, because I assume that it would always be a no, but it's always a no if you never ask. Right. Um, and then realizing too, how that worked in 
um, not my personal and romantic relationships, but in friendships, in um, relationships with my siblings, with my mom, um, and just seeing across the board how not having those communication skills was really the reason like that I felt so unfulfilled, the reason why I felt so unhappy, unsupported, unseen, like all of those things and, and just felt like such a victim. And it was because I wasn't giving those things to myself. I wasn't willing to actually verbalize like, hey, I could really use some help in this area. Hey, I could really use like some extra time off over here to be in support of my family or like I would really love a raise, you know, and they could have said no, they could have been like, go climb a tree. And but still like the fact that I never asked created like this bitterment, this bitterness and this resentment within me for all these people. And meanwhile, it's because I didn't own my voice. Yeah. And so um, a little bit later on, after I'd gotten divorced, I moved to California and, and moved in with a brother. I kind of hit a little rock bottom, like not really, it was a big rock bottom. <laughs> and uh, my brother brought me in, took care of me for a little bit. And we got to have some real like serious heart to heart, man to man type conversations. Um, and it was really the first time where I got to actually experiment and play with like, what does that voice of mine look like? How can I show up in a way that doesn't attack him or anybody else owns like what it is that I'm asking for and what it is that I desire and need and require in my life and in my connections and the way I relate to people. Um, and how can I do that in a way that's like, again, very like authentic, um, firm, fair and friendly while also being like completely grounded and centered without losing my cool, without uh, becoming over emotional and just like losing my shit at the people that I love the yeah. most. Yeah. So what do you feel like was like your number one thing that helped you? Cause it's so hard to take a step back. Like I remember when Taylor and I were first married, like my husband, and he had done something where I was so upset at. And I, I can't even, it was something so dumb, you know, like I can't remember what it is, but it was like the first time that we've like really actually gotten upset at each other, like bugged at each other that we, and I normally, when I would get bugged at people, like I went to school with my sister and, um, she was a sophomore and she had done something that really upset me. I didn't talk to her for two weeks. I had to drive her to school and me and her ha were in student government together. So we had a class together. We had to do all the activities after school together. And I didn't talk to her for two weeks. Like that's the person I am. I'm like, if you don't respect me, why do I respect you? Like immediately I get defensive. I try to protect myself. Um, and I remember having to count down from five and saying, okay, at the end of five, I'm going to roll over and I'm going to tell him what bugged me. And I, and I, it was, it was more of a, you did this, you did this instead of a, I feel. And we, we've learned how to do that because he was going to school for communications right when we were married. So we had like all these classes together where we learned that. Um, and I have, I'm, at graduating with my communications degree as well. So I've learned how to do that better, but it took a long time. And like, I only learned that because of how I saw with my past communication skills, right? Like I mm -hmm. cut people off. So I was like, I can't do that with my spouse. So you learned this after your divorce, mm -hmm. like what, how were you to, 
able to internalize and actually like reflect? Like, did you go back and reflect on all of your past like communication patterns or did you just mainly focus on your marriage? Like, how did that look for you? Cause it, it can be a really hard thing to be open and honest with when you're kind of sucking in yourself, you know, like that's the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah. So how did you do that? Um, so it started off, yeah. So when I got to that point where we were, we had the talk and we were getting separated or we were separating, um, again, just kind of sitting with all of it going like, okay, how did I get here? What did I do? And what were my behaviors? What were my actions? Um, I actually had hired a coach, like I said, like a year or so before, and he was all about like radical responsibility, radical honesty, like getting absolutely real and raw with yourself and just like, just owning everything. Like, even if it's not even yours to own, like, are you willing to own any part of that? If it affects you, if it um, has an impact on the trajectory of where you're going or where you're wanting to go, then like own it. And so like, I really took that to heart. Um, so again, that's, that's probably one of the biggest keys is that I had this mentor that had kind of started planting those seeds in my mind beforehand so that by the time I got to that conversation and, and then sitting there thinking about it like how did I get here what is my part in this how did I uh, what were my actions and things um, I started off first with the relationship with with uh, my marriage and just going through all the ways that I showed up as like a bulldozer as like a bully is uh, really just a jerk and um, and then I started reflecting like well did I show up that way in all of my relationships and not all of them, but like a good amount of them. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see it there. I can see it there. Oh yeah, there's that one too. And uh, so like I could start to see, and that this is part of the gift too that I see now and having had so many relationships within that like 10 or 12 year window is that like now I've got all of this like data that I can go back and look at and like have a history of patterns and repetition of action and go, oh yeah. I was, I was a jerk. I was a bulldozer. I was a bully. Like, um, and then with a couple of those people, I actually got to not got to, I chose to go back and clean those up as well. And just say, Hey, look, I, you know, I sure you're probably in a completely different space now. And I still want to apologize for how I showed up in that relationship. Um, just like my behavior and different things like that. And, uh, and then also a few years later, this was back in like 2018 or 19, I want to say, um, I attended. Um, so in Utah, we have this uh, like program, it's called Impact Trainings. Um, in California, there's a similar program called Momentum. Okay. And uh, somebody had given me a scholarship to go to this program. And part of the process of going to this through this program was that you do get to reach out to three people and you get to like, if you burned a bridge, like whatever it is, if you cut ties, like you get to re like own your stuff there, um, clean up whatever your part is. It may not necessarily lead to like rebuilding a bridge or rekindling a relationship for like one of the examples um, of one of the people that I, I did reach out to, I left him a, a message. He didn't answer his phone and I still haven't heard from him. So, you know, it just, but for me inside, it was like, okay, I know I've done my part to like clean it up the best that I can, the best that I know how and I'm able to without this person like coming back and interacting. Um, 
but I healed a couple of other relationships there as well. Again, getting to own my communication, getting to own how I showed up as a bully and just kind of a jerk. And uh, so there were, there were a few things there that really helped contribute to that in terms of like mentors, in terms of uh, just knowing that and the, the separation itself was actually a big catalyst for that too, because it was like, from that point, I took like a seven or eight year hiatus. I was like, okay, I'm not getting into another relationship. Like I am going on strike basically. Like I'm not dating. I'm not doing any of that um, until I just really address and clean up a lot of these things. And when I feel like I've done when I feel, I know what I'll feel like when I'm ready to start dating again. And for now, it's just going to be, I'm going to focus on uh, my family. I'm going to like my kids. I'm going to focus on rebuilding my business and kind of getting my life back together. Um, but that separation and that divorce was really like, that was kind of like a big, like punch to the gut of like, okay, you've done all these patterns and all these things. And here you are. And now you've got three kids to look after three kids that are like two boys that are going to see this. And this is how they're going to model how they treat women by watching you as their dad and i've got my youngest who's my daughter my my little baby my princess and i'm thinking like okay i'm setting the standard now of how men will treat her and that's uh when i measure those against like how i want my boys to show up and how i want my daughter to be treated like how i showed up and how i behaved was like totally unacceptable you know so a lot of like a lot of things that really catalyze the desire like a really strong like internal desire to want to change yeah that's awesome do you feel like you had somebody like do you wish you had somebody being the example when you were a kid like how you're trying to be that example to your kids now do you feel like you had that kind of example growing Um, up no, I didn't have that example. I uh, grew up in a single parent home. It was just my mom and uh, my sister and I, and um, I, my mom did her absolute best. She provided, she took care of us. Like she gave us a really great childhood. Um, and there was a lot of emotional toxicity, a lot of emotional, a lack of emotional intelligence in the home. Um, a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of fighting, a lot of uh, belittling, like the bullying, like it, it went always. And, uh, so, and not having a father in the home made it very, in some ways really challenging because I had no benchmarks of like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this job as a dad? Like, how do I show up? Like, I, I just didn't have any, any baseline to say like, this is how it can look and then improving on it and being better from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad that you're able to be an example to your own kids. Because it does start with us, right? Like we either start the habits or we break new our old ones and create new ones that can happen with our kids. So I think that's really, really big of you. So I want you to just pretend for a little bit that you didn't have a mentor help you already kind of mentally preparing and taking accountability. Do you feel like you would have been able to do that work? And be where you are now had you not already had that happen before? Or do you think you would have taken more of the victim mentality instead of the owning, okay, what part did I play? Oh, that's a good question. That's a fun question. Um, I feel like I eventually would have gotten there. I've, I've got like my 
I've got a really, I've got two younger brothers, one of them, the one who took me in and was like, Hey, you know, let's help you clean up your stuff and get back on your feet. And in a way he kind of was a mentor for me and he kind of acted like more of a big brother than a younger brother. And he just, he, there's a lot of shit that he doesn't tolerate and he like, he will check me very quick. So it may have taken a little bit longer to get there. Cause I think to answer your question, I think there would have been a little bit longer of like going on that victim mentality. Um, pretty decent chance that I would have continued to repeat old patterns of just like relationship hopping. Okay. I'm divorced. Um, yeah, I've got kids. We'll figure it out. And I want to go like find the next, you know, the next thing, the next person. Um, but I think it, like I said, I think it would have been, I would eventually would have gotten here. It just would have taken probably a few years longer, maybe, maybe like another 10 years. Okay. So let's say that there's somebody who is just like you, not, not mentally realizing like the bullying that they've been doing or the relationship hopping that they've been doing, how their communication, but they are still, like you said, feeling unfulfilled, not feeling like um, do you, would you say that you felt like you weren't successful? Like, would you say that that's kind of how you felt? Um, there was a feeling of, of lack of success for sure. Okay. But when I look on paper and I look like I had homes, cars, we had fun things. We would go on vacation. So like, really I had, I was in a good spot. But there, yeah, there was something like underneath that was yeah, like internally something is internally off. You yeah. want to say something. Yeah. Okay. So if there's somebody that was in that same place, what, but they don't have a mentor, how would you say they should start working? Like, are there books that have like, would have helped you or just like, kind of like that slap in the face of go look in the mirror. Like, what would that advice be? If you see those patterns in somebody else, like, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is one book that uh, I would highly recommend. Um, it's called Radical Honesty. And the author of that book, I can't remember his name. Um, it, he's very direct, but he's also very kind um, in, in the in the verbiage, in the writing, in the wording. And I would recommend like reading it if you can. The audible version is kind of painful. <laughs> the, the, uh, um, but it's just chock full of really amazing stuff about how you can actually start to become more self-aware and really start to take that radical responsibility along with being radically honest with yourself. So that was like piece number one. Um, and then number two, I think the one thing that I would just like invite people to do that are in that same position is to get curious about where they're not owning their voice. Like if they're feeling the way I felt like unseen, unsupported, unloved, unheard, all of those things, unsuccessful, um, like take a moment and like really check in and see, are you owning your voice? Are you actually speaking up and asking for the things that you really want and that you're, you really require? Like maybe there are things that you desire, but there are some things that are really kind of like deal breakers for you that you really require in your uh, careers in your relationships of any kind and and then how courageous can you be in having that conversation is it like you said like counting down from five and saying okay this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm asking for this is what I need yeah I think um I think that's really good advice because I I don't feel like communication has been like 
strongly taught, like I, like what, how better off would our lives be if that was like something we learned in high school, mm-hmm. like how to actually communicate, like we learn how to write, we, but we need to learn how to communicate with other people, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I do like, I know for a fact, like had I learned like those communication skills a longer, like longer, I would have been able to like my relationships would be so much better than where a lot of them are from past, like even in high school, you know, like I, I just shut off. I got super mad. Um, and I couldn't explain like within a kind way, like it wasn't, it was always like, if somebody asked me, I'd be like, well, you did right. Like it was you, it wasn't not my, you said something that hurt my, right. It was like, it was all me. wasn't them. Um, so at your lowest of lows, would you say that was like when you moved in with your brother then is oh, like yeah. when you felt super low. So mm-hmm. for, um, people who might be going through a divorce, what, um, what would you say like that low of low feeling might be for you? Like, what was that? Oh, I mean, you're likely going to just feel like a failure. You're going to feel like a loser. You're going to feel like pretty worthless and like when you get divorced you lose you lose friends like shared friends you lose family on both sides because like sometimes people on your side of the family will be like well we we really loved him or her and like why did you have to suck (laughs) um or or vice versa and uh the biggest thing to to realize is that like while divorce is common, like, and it is rising, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. It doesn't reflect your soul. It doesn't reflect like the kind person, the human being that you can be. Um, and getting to recognize my own qualities that were like, yeah, you messed up here, here, and here, but you also did some really amazing things here and here and like in a whole lot of other places. And so, don't let it be like a one, one like uh, like end all be all of like who you are as a person, and it will get better. Yeah, it will get better. Yeah, I think that that's really good because it doesn't even just have to be in divorce, right? It can be in anything like a failed relationship or, but where you do feel like it is internally you, right? Like you're claiming that there has to be something wrong with you versus what, what happened to me and what did I add to it? Right. Like I, I think that how you said, like, what did I contribute to where I'm at in my life is really important. And not a lot of people have learned how to do that. So what would you say if you could have received advice, whether it was in your lowest of lows moments or going back to before you created even worse habits, right? What would that advice be that you wish you could have given to yourself or the advice you wish you would have received? Or was there advice that you did receive that really helped you as well? Um. Well, I've received a lot of really amazing advice. I think that one thing that came to mind as you were asking the question is um, what I would have loved is a friend, a family member, 
that knew how to communicate like, hey, man, like I see this pattern with you, your relationship hopping and maybe like you, maybe you'd be better suited by slowing down, like take a moment, pause and like, what is it that you actually want in a relationship? What is it that you require in an intimate relationship? And are you giving yourself everything that you need and becoming everything that you need to become in order to receive that and have that and like draw that in, in the person that you're looking for? Yeah. I think, would, do you think you would have received that well in that time? <laughs> that's, that's, that's always awesome the fun part. <laughs> that's the fun part, right? Cause, um, when it comes from certain people, you don't always hear it. And I can see where I may have gotten that advice before and didn't hear it, didn't receive it. Um, but I think there's there's always a person that has the ability to get through. Uh, okay. For me, it was my brother. Um, like my sister couldn't do it. My mom couldn't do it. Like other friends, I don't think they actually tried to do it, but they probably wouldn't have been able to. But there was just something really like the way my brother showed up for me that uh, like he could say it and it would land and it would stick. Mm, that's awesome. I think we all have that certain person, but, and it's hard. Cause you're like, man, had I only listened, but yeah. it's just, I think sometimes it's because we have to learn the hard stuff first. Cause if you didn't go through it, where would you be now? Right? Like we, right. we talk about it all the time. Like if only this, well, no, like you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't mm -hmm. be with this level head. And as much as our trials suck they do make us a better person we yeah. just have to choose how we're wanting to act and how we're wanting to do with the the information that we've gotten and how we're wanting to act on our own emotional stuff but yeah I think I think what you've said is really awesome I hear it a lot like I I feel like I keep saying this in every podcast but as a hairstylist <laughs> yeah I just hear all like there's these so many habits that people don't necessarily recognize that they are doing themselves. Like I've heard clients complain about parents or siblings and certain things that they're doing, but they're doing the same things. And mm -hmm. I can, I know, like I can tell if I'm that person, like if I've said something to them and they've kind of acted on what I've said, then I can be like, okay, I, I know if I say something to them, they're going to listen. But I also know if I say something and it does the opposite, like I can tell with the people, but, mm -hmm. um, for, as a person who would be trying to help, I think it's really important to maybe do small challenges before coming out with a hard strong thing like a hard hit in the face like what your brother did um because if you're doing a small thing and they're not even doing that you could damage a relationship with trying to help with a big thing versus trying the small thing first if it hits then maybe get brave and do the bigger thing but that way you at least know if they did a small challenge that they might be doing a bigger one as well um I like that. yeah yeah because I I think I mean, we all want to help, um, especially when we see somebody like, I don't want to say self-sabotaging, but like kind of, right? Like where we know who they can be as a person. We're like, yeah, Jody, we know who you can be. <laughs> you can be yep. so strong and help all these people and 
be a good communicator, but if you're coming, if it just depends on the person, like you said, you just have to make sure you're that person. Cause if it's, if it's worth damaging a relationship over, then I guess talk about it. But if it's not, then don't go at it hard until you know, for sure they're going like what you're going to say is going to land. Like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and I think to your point, so my brother, he works in, uh, he works in corrections with youth. And so I think him have he had some tactics and he knows like how to communicate when to push, when to pull back and just be like, okay, that this isn't the time. So to your point, exactly. Like, I think he just part of what his like gift is, his genius is just knowing like when he can like lean on me a little more and when he's like, yeah, not right now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to read that body language, read the the verbal language and just know the environment. But do you have any last advice or anything that you want to say for somebody that might be going some through something similar who might not be as self-aware um, or who is starting to become self-aware? Like what, what kind of last advice would you want to give them? Um, do it for yourself first. So when you're making these changes and when you're choosing to um, change behaviors, change patterns, change like whatever it is that you're looking to change, uh, that the fire that will come within you, like it, it's got to be for yourself first. And then it's then it can be for your spouse, your kids, your brothers, sisters, like whoever else it's for. But it's got to be for you first. Otherwise, it it likely just won't stick. Yeah, I think that's really important. Because we do try to do things for other people all the time. And most of the time we hate it because it's not something we want to do. So then I'm a person where if I'm told to do something, I do the complete opposite. So I have to choose for myself because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm the rebel, you know, I just do everything opposite, but there is one point that I want to add to your advice is you said it, but I don't think you realized it, that it was advice where you said, I started reflecting as to who I want my kids to be or who I want to have treat my kids a certain way. And I would not want anybody to treat them that way. So I can't be acting like this and have, because the habits or the people that we are around are actually the people we attract. So like statistically, if there's a woman or somebody in a domestic violence relationship, their kids were more likely be going into a domestic violence relationship which is so crazy because but it is just that that's what we're used to that's what we understand so like you said like you had to mentally sit down and say is this the life that I would want my kids to be surrounded with right like or the environment and when you said no you're like okay like they are who like I have to help them now like but that was after you did your self-reflection it wasn't before, but you had to be, I, I think that's really important because we get to choose the examples of who we want our families to be around as well. Like we are who we attract, right? Or we attract who we are. Um, So the more negative of a person we are, the more negative people we attract, the more positive and any kind of life um, characteristic that we have, that's what we attract. So with you choosing to attract for your family, the positives, 
the strength and the good communication skills, like those are going to help set those kids up for a lot, like, you know, like collecting all those kind of people as well, which I think is a really important, like, it's not, you didn't say it as advice, but I'm like, that is a great point. I think we need to talk about that. So I think that was really awesome. So yeah. Okay. Well, I think we can probably end it here. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, if somebody is, where can they find you? Because you do self-coaching as well. Um, both fitness, fitness, and what was the other one that you do for coaching? Uh, fitness. And then like, really, I consider it all fitness. It's like fitness of mind, fitness of body, fitness of relationships. Um, so I do take like kind of a fitness approach that way. Um, but then like, it's really all about behavior change. So behavior change is what I focus on. Okay, perfect. So if somebody wants to get in contact with you or find you or follow you, where is that at? Uh, best place right now to find me is on Facebook. Um, websites coming together probably in the next couple of months. But for now, like I just really jam it on Facebook, do a lot of organic stuff there. Um, can find me on Instagram as well. Um, but I'm pretty much hanging out on Facebook for right now. Okay. And what would it be under Jody? Oh, what is it? Jody M. Clegg is what it is. Jody M. Clegg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I'll make sure I try to get a link once your website is up and I can put it in with the podcast. So beautiful. Thank you. Perfect. I would strongly encourage you guys to kind of go through what Jody had talked about with the self-realization and go through and see what patterns of whether it's your communication or your behaviors are you doing that are not helping you have a better tomorrow, making you be become better for tomorrow. So just sit down, think about it, and become your best self for tomorrow. With that, if you guys have a story that you want to say or share with the world, come on to the podcast, whether it's in person or anonymously. So you can email over your story to me if you want it to be anonymous at, it would be Bailey Carlson at shestandstrong.com. Or you can email me or DM me on Instagram, which is at the Instagram handle at the Bailey Carlson. And I would love to have you come on, just reach out. I hope this is a good message for you and stay tuned for our future podcasts.